you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Well, today is the episode that you've all been waiting for, or maybe you haven't, but I'm assuming that if you're listening to this, you probably at least have heard of the new documentary out on Amazon Prime called Lula Rich. It is a deep dive into the network marketing company LulaRoe and all of the ins and outs and how they got their start and where they are today. Bit of a bumpy ride. (laughs) And it was very entertaining. It was very enlightening. It was very eye-opening. And I really did enjoy watching the series. It was a little bit cringy, but I enjoyed watching it. I really do feel like there are lots of very good conversations that we can be having in our circles, in our direct sales, network marketing, MLM circles regarding this documentary. I am the first one to tell you that I believe in direct sales. I am the biggest direct sales cheerleader out there, right? That's why I have this podcast. And so I don't want you to think that I am speaking negatively of direct sales or not supporting direct sellers by talking about this documentary. I just think that we, like I said, can have some really good conversations about things that are going well in our businesses, things that aren't going well in our businesses, and how we can be better direct sellers. Recently, I had the great honor of sitting down with Roxanne Wilson from Rocks Talks to talk all things Lula Rich. Roxanne is a lawyer turned reality TV star, yes you heard that correctly, turned network marketer, turned direct sales and network marketing industry expert on how to be a good social seller. I actually first heard about the documentary Lula Rich from a video that she did on her account and I immediately messaged her and I'm like, I would love to chat more about this with you. And she said, yes, I was so thankful. So we had such a great time getting to know each other. Felt like I was talking to a friend who just really gets our industry, you know? And I feel like that's important. If you are struggling with this, talk to somebody. Don't talk to people who are outside of our industry and people who are already negative towards direct sales. Of course, you want them to tell you the truth in love, but I feel like if you're if you're struggling with with this topic and things surrounding the topic of Lula Rich and maybe feelings that this brings up, talk to somebody you trust within the industry, somebody who's still going to be honest and truthful with you, but on both sides. They're going to tell you, yes, there's there's some negative things. I understand where you're coming from. There's also so much positive. So let's weigh them and see what we think after talking about both sides. And, you know, there's no sugarcoating 
that there are, like I said, there are negative things about our industry and those were amplified in this documentary. But there, there's just so much more positive. And I, that to me is what keeps me here. That's what keeps anybody. I used to be a server at a golf course. There were terrible things about my job. <laughs> I hated being hit on by gross, creepy men. But there were also positives, aka making lots of money, <laughs> aka interacting with people and having a great time doing that. So there's always going to be good and bad about your job. But if you are running your business in a a good and ethical way and you're proud of what you're doing, you keep on doing that. Don't let something like this cause you to question everything. You know, you're always going to find negatives in any industry, but there's also so much good that is in there. Hang on to that. And really remember why you joined your company. If there are red flags, address those head on. Take a look at them. Don't be scared about that. But just remember at the end of the day, you joined this company for a reason. What is that reason? Hang in there, okay? Things are going to be awesome. And like Roxanne said at the end, right now more than ever, people are really paying attention to direct sellers. I mean, they always do because they always have something to say about it, right? But people more than ever are paying attention to what we are doing as direct sellers. So go out there and be your best self. Go out there and show them why your industry is so awesome. Not in a spammy way, not in a cold messaging way, <laughs> but in an authentic, passionate way that they they just can't, I mean, they can't deny that you are in the right business for you. So in today's episode, we chatted about why we think direct sellers should watch the documentary. Maybe you've been thinking, oh, I think I'll just, I think I'll just skip this one. I'll sit this one out. Definitely at least watch an episode or two. It's really not that long. It's a few hours out of your life. You can do this. I think it would be good for you to watch it. So watch the documentary. So we give reasons why we think that you should watch it. We give kind of like our initial reaction to it. We talked about, I asked her to share things that she saw in the documentary that she feels like, okay, these things in our industry probably should change. And we also talked about the positives of this industry and why it is so amazing to be in direct sales and network marketing. So be proud of that. Remember why you joined and why you do what you do and let that be your reason to keep going because the world needs better direct sellers and you are here because you want to be a better direct seller. So anyways, (laughs) that's all I have. This is probably the longest intro I've ever recorded, but I hope you enjoy our conversation. Roxanne is so incredible. I love learning from her and you should follow her too. I have her Instagram link in the show notes. I also have a link to the episode she did with the previous LuLaRoe retailer, and they talked about all things Rich, and it is well worth the listen. I learned so much from that episode. I took notes from it. I listened again. I shared it with my friends. Everybody needs to listen to the episode she did, and I will link that show, that episode, in the show notes as well. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Enjoy my conversation with Roxanne Wilson from Rox Talks. 
Hello, Roxanne. How are you? Thank you so much for being my guest this week. Thank you so much for having me, Tiffany. It's good to be here. This is such an honor to have you on. I was watching your, you have a really fun segment called unpopular opinions. And <laughs> when I was watching yours about Lula rich, I'm like, okay, I have just, I've got to ask her to be on. And you said, yes, I'm so thankful. So we can talk all about it. So before we dive into all that, mm -hmm. let's get started and chat about you for a minute. So tell us a little bit about you. Yes. Okay. So, um, you want me to start the beat? No, I'm just kidding. Like when I was young, <laughs> you were born. I was a young warthog. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, no, the quick and dirty of, about me is this. I was a, I always wanted to be a Supreme court justice. Sandra Day O'Connor was my idol, loved her, went to law school, did all the things to get there. Um, and then I started practicing law and realized, Oh, I love law school. I love law. I don't love being a lawyer. And so I had this moment. It was like at 11 something at night. I'm in my office as live, as living and working in Austin, Texas at the time at the big firm glass windows. And there was this, um, they call it the rot rally Republic of Texas. It's a motorcycle rally and people come from all around the country to just, you know, ride their, their motorcycles around Austin for, and so they were like going back and forth out my window. I'm up on like, I don't know, 15, 16, whatever floor. And I'm like, wow, they're so passionate about what they're doing. And I am not passionate about this. So got down on my knees, got up. Um, I'm pretty sure God told me, I'm pretty sure I didn't tell myself, but we had this conversation and it was very clear that within three months I needed to be doing something else. And so fast forward, like the next day I got a call from um, the Alumni Association at Baylor, which is where I went to undergrad and had my business degree there saying, hey, we're having auditions for, there's auditions for The Apprentice are coming to town and they're having a special day for grads from, from Texas schools. Can you get the word out? You're a young alum. You do a lot with this. I'm like, sure, I'll get the word out. And I'm like, wait a moment. I watched this show. I could totally do that. This seems so easy. Things you say before you're actually on a reality show. And so I auditioned one thing led to another and I was headed to New York to hang out with, uh, with other apprentice hopefuls and, um, I was on the show. So there you go. And through that, I left law, did a radio show. I wrote a book, spoke to women in business for a couple years around the country. And then I did, um, a morning radio show in Austin, Texas for iHeartRadio. heart radio, went on to do home shopping for an international home shopping network. Went up the ranks in that, became like director of sales, and then realized I was like exhausted. And because that never closes, like home shopping is always on TV, right? Yes. <laughs> and never close. Phone's always up going. And then um, I was took a break. And at that point, that was when I was introduced to network marketing, something I thought I would never do. Like, no, I wouldn't do that. I remember my piano teacher when I was growing up, had a Mary Kay closet and she'd open up this closet and it was like all oh, the Mary Kay pink stuff. And I just thought, oh, that's not me. I would never do that. And then I thought, you know what, Roxanne, why not? You're seeing these people who are pretty amazing who are doing it. Why not? So I said, okay, let me do exactly like, if I'm going to do this, they say, be coachable. I don't have to think. I'm like, great. I don't want to think right now. Just do exactly what they say. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go all in and do it. And so I did. And I hit all these like marks and got all these trips and teams and all the things and I was like, golly, okay, but gosh, all those things I've learned in life, I'm not using. My dad always says, what you do in life prepares you for something you do in the future. And I'm like doing this stuff and I'm like, this is not how I would do anything. <laughs> I've learned social media. I know business. So I thought, what happens if I use what I've actually learned and do it? And I was like having 
even more success. And so I started teaching that to downlines, sidelines, anyone who would listen in the company. And then I realized, you know what? I'd rather just share this with all network marketers. I don't need to like be, I don't need to personally benefit from it except for the like rah, rah, like, yes, let's do, let's do better. Let's do better. And so that's where I am today. So that's why I do what I do right now. Yes. That's exciting. I say that a lot. Like I just want direct sellers to be better direct sellers. And yes. you know, it's, it, it really does take somebody, like you said, kind of showing you, okay, this is what works. Try this. And I, I love that you do that. So you help network marketers and direct sellers with their social media, particularly Instagram, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And face, I mean, Facebook as well too. You know, they have, they're together. I don't do TikTok. That's not my demographic. I hear you there. Part. I hear you there. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. So you are not in network marketing anymore, but you are on the more of like the expert side. I mean, I'm on the X. Ex- oh, expert. That's yes. Like you are, yes. yes. I like the way that sounds. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm do coaching. I have two memberships. Um, one that shows and explains like a social media funnel because a lot of network marketers are still acting like it's 2017 Mm -hmm. or before 2017, when it was like, put a post up about your business and you get all these sales. Well, you know, Facebook who owns Instagram realized Mark Zuckerberg didn't like that very much. And so they changed the algorithm. And yet as network marketers, we're still acting like that's the way that it was. And so uh, what I do is I teach network marketers how to use social media. And I liken it to a bar. Like, do you remember in your twenties? Are you still in your twenties? It's okay no. if you are. Okay. All right. <laughs> Way out of those, but. <laughs> okay. Me too. In, in my twenties, you know, you'd go to the bar and you'd meet someone. You didn't marry them at the bar. And if some guy came up to you and said, Hey, do you want to get married immediately? You'd be like, okay, freaker, freak, 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 right? That'd be weird. You go to the bar to meet someone. You talk with them. Maybe you dance with them. You have a drink. And then if they're worth it to you, you give them your phone number and then you have the relationship outside of the bar. And that's what Instagram and Facebook are all about. It's about, it's the bar. It's where you meet people. That's especially now that's where you're going to meet people that in your target market. And if it works out, then you want to take that conversation off of social media, but that's a big, important step that network marketers don't realize. So they try and do everything either on their page or in DMS. Hey, it's great. Hey girl, I'd love for you to join me in business. I don't even know you, but you're like my dream person. And like, I'm reaching out to 200 of my closest friends and you're one of them. What do you think? All right. Biggest turn off. Oh my gosh. Totally. And I'm not even gonna lie to you. I got, I'm going down a rabbit hole. I hope you're okay. Yeah. Um, I got a message yesterday. I'm not even making this up. Okay. So I got a message yesterday from someone that I guess we're Facebook friends. She friend requested me and then like sent me a birthday and my birthday's in March. So the last time she's talked to me was March 17th. Okay. She said, happy birthday. I said, thank you. And she said, you're welcome. Yesterday, I got a a message from her. Hey girl, not lying. She said that to me. Would you mind throwing up a post on my page for me for my whitening toothpaste? I'll send what you, what you need. And you can just tag me in it. Just helps me expand my audience. Three exclamation points. Also as a gift, if I sell three from your post, I'll send you one for free kissy face, (laughs) or I'll take 20% off a different product. You want exclamation point. Wow. Fancy. I I know. I'm sure you were all over that, right? (laughs) She's my bestie. And that sounds like such a great thing that I would totally love to do. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Were you like, um, do you know, not like, do you know who I am? But like, do you know, like what I do for a living? Like here, 
Let so, me send you my website. <laughs> sorry, I do believe in replying to all those because yes. I remember when I was sending Hey Girl messages, I haven't replied yet because I was just so irritated with it. I'll be honest with you, because I think with everything going on with Lula Rich, I'm like, are you serious? Are we yes. doing this? She and hasn't so seen I, it, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> or if she did, obviously she didn't see it. So I am going to write back to her, but I need a moment. I need a pause because that is what gives network marketing a bad name. She is trying to back to the bar, marry me. And we've never even like talked. Mm-hmm. That's not mm-hmm. even normal. That's not normal behavior. No, it's not. Oh my goodness. Ugh. I, I do agree with that too. I always try to respond just politely and just like, no, thank you. Usually that's what I, that's my go-to. And I don't, I really don't get that many messages like that. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people are just like, oh, she's already in it, whatever. I don't know. So for some reason I feel a little immune to those. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow I don't get a ton of them, but I know they're out there. And when I do get them, I'll tend to just say like, no, thank you. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, no, mine's going to be a little more the more right. And then that, yeah, maybe a little more than that. Yes. Oh, (laughs) go you. No, you should say all the things because, but very polite because I understand someone told her to do that. She didn't wake up and go, this is a great idea. Yes. And you're, you're being a good friend, quote unquote, not that you guys are that close, but you're being a good friend by coming alongside of her and being like, okay, this is, this is why this is wrong. Try it maybe this way or like, don't do this at all. Or so I, yeah, that's great. I love that you are gonna, that you really, I mean, you, you really want to help her. Like you're not just writing her off. You want to help her be better. Yeah. And here's the thing. I am not saying that when we reach out to 200 or 400, there's a big network marketing company that had their conference last week. And they told them to reach out to 400 people about their new product, 400 people. Yes. Um, I am not saying you're not going to get people. You obviously will. It is that's playing the numbers game. What we don't realize is how many people we are turning off to our product and joining us in business and anyone in network marketing by sending just straight up spam. There was a post that one of my clients sent me that she saw on Instagram and it was from an esthetician in Dallas. I won't give her license and name. She doesn't get to, she doesn't get free advertising on your your (laughs) podcast, but she did a whole, like, does like they they designed and crafted this image of trash cans and names of network marketing companies above the trash cans and said, now that Lula Rich is out, let's go ahead and call out all the trashy um, skincare products out there. They all are horrible and had names under each one of them and said, let's keep going till MLMs are gone. Something like let's, let's banish all MLMs. And I was just like, no, that's nice. (laughs) well welcome to cancel culture I guess right Uh, (laughs) you know I guess Uh, uh, except you can't cancel women nice there you go there you go that's right you can't cancel us there's too many of us yes yeah exactly we are not to be canceled Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we can do better but we can do better that is exactly right we can be and this is what we're here to do and we feel you and I both feel like watching Lula Rich helps us to be better. And that's what we're here to talk about. Just a little tiny documentary that you might've seen on prime. <laughs> yes. Can I give you a compliment first though? Oh, the reason sure. I said yes to your podcast is because I feel like there are not enough of you and I out there, but we, there are some of us, right. Yes. And we've got to like start working together to maybe get this message out. And I'm yes. all for that. And I love that and lifting each other up and just showing there's a better way mm-hmm. to be better for everybody. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. I was, 
I was just, that's what my exact thought in starting the podcast was. I wish that there was a podcast that just showed the really positive side of network marketing and direct selling and how we can, and just hearing other people's success stories is so inspiring to me. And so I know it's inspiring to other people. And so it's been, oh, it's been the best. It's been a year. It's almost a year. And it's been the best ever. I just, thank you. October 1st was when we went live, when I went live. And so it was, ah, I know. So a year in, and you have a podcast too. I want to mention mention this and I'll put the links in the show notes, but I want to make sure I mention it and talk to you about it. So you have a podcast as well called Rocks Talks. And so, and I love, I love your, your, your podcast, especially your last episode. I'll also link the episode in the show notes. Cause it was probably one of, I have a really weird, very diverse podcast library. And so I'm sure everybody does. I mean, who doesn't and amongst all the true crime and the business, you know, you're and gonna the, say that it's always true crime. It's always true crime. <laughs> always. I'm so, and the, you know, TV show rewatch podcast, like between all of that I would say that the episode you released this week with Manessa Konecki from, she was the previous LuLaRoe retailer. I was, that's honestly probably not only the best episode I listened to this past week, but, uh, probably in a long time. It was, it was so, I took away so many nuggets. I need to listen again and take more notes. And she just had so much to say and you just interviewed her so well. So yes, I appreciate that. And your work that you did there with her. And you know, uh, she's now watched, she's now watching it. Oh, okay. Cause I, I actually yeah. liked that she hadn't watched it and it was just uh-huh. like her, like just, you know, feelings from even not watching it. So that's, that's cool that she's watching it too. Yeah. And, and I'm sure she's just confirming in her head. Like, yeah, everything I said, that's what, that's what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so Lula rich, that's what we're here to talk about today. And like I said, I saw that you had, you were one of the first, I think in the direct sales industry that I started hearing about it from, and you know, you said you, everybody has to watch this. You have to watch this. Like, right. What'd you say? Right. Get your Amazon prime written off and your taxes. Yes, you can write tax right off. Absolutely. Yes. Hello. Because it's, I mean, it's research. I'm not an accountant, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yes. Also I have team members that'll ask me tax questions. I'm like, don't, please don't ask me those questions. I have no idea. Like talk Another to your reason, upline doesn't know everything. We're not mad. No, okay? we're, not. we're not. We'd like to be like, I'm here to cheer you on, but <laughs> I'll Google a tax accountant in your area, but I, I can't, I'm not going to tell you what to, you know, about your taxes, but that's a, I mean, I really think that it, I mean, it definitely falls in the category of research and business. Good. So yeah. you could like, technically you probably could write it off. So we'll just, yeah. we'll just go with that. <laughs> uh, so what was your initial reaction when you saw this incredible piece of artwork <laughs> called oh, Rich? You know, first of all, I love saucy TV. I do. I don't know if that's, you know, you can take the girl out of reality TV, but I don't know, but you can't take the reality of the girl. I don't know how that goes, but I, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch this. And I was like, I want to watch this. So Scott, um, we usually watch Monday, Sunday night football, but he usually falls asleep. And so it's like, what's the point? And so he always falls asleep somewhere between at the beginning of the beginning of the game <laughs> first, first half. And he fell asleep. I'm like, Oh, this would be a good time. I'm going to pop it on. Cause I wanted to see it. It just come out. I'm like, Roxanne, you cannot sleep on this. This is ridiculous. So I turn it on and I watch it. And I was like, first of all, it's so pretty. Like mm-hmm. it really is pretty. Like if you just immuted it and watched it, it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So whomever did that well done. I'm like, okay. First thought was, Oh my goodness. And again, showing my age. Um, and I grew up in Iowa and Iowa and Oklahoma and Arizona. I was like, are these the reincarnate of Jim and Tammy Faye Baker? (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Like I was like, oh my gosh, wow. 
they are, whoa, whoa. They're like the Mormon version of Jim and Tammy Faye Baker who were very much Baptist, Southern Baptist. So I was, that was my first thought. Then I'm watching this and hearing about, I thought it was very fascinating, like how she got into business and all, and how LuLaRoe became like, it's a fantastic story, which working with so many network marketing, marketing companies and network marketers, I know that the ones that fail initially are ones that don't have a good story. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that she can talk about selling things outside, like, oh, I just put together this pat, had some dress shows. And then she basically drove around the Southwest selling, selling uh, dresses. So that was phenomenal and really interesting. And it was, it did show how grass, grassrootsy they really, really were, which is part of their downfall as well too. Um, but then it was like, it, at one point Scott woke up and he goes, oh my gosh, this is just like fill in the blank of the company I used to be with. And I laughed because the words they're using are words that we all use. This is a great, you know, this is an opportunity and work part-time and get full-time pay and this community. And I thought, oh my gosh. And then of course they started showing all these network marketing companies on the screen. I'm like, okay, just in case you were watching it thinking we're going to learn about LuLaRoe we're not going to be talking about the rest of us. They wanted you to know, oh, we're talking about all of you Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. in a big way. So I thought, you know, in that regard, I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch this and, and recognize that it is all about, it is about all of us. It is a cautionary tale about all of us. Do I like the fact that they use the word cult? No, but do I see why they say it could be culty? Yes. Like, honestly, Mm -hmm. I don't know the definition of a cult. I should probably look that up. And I don't (laughs) think that network marketing is, but you think about a sorority or an environment where it's like, we're going to have our own words, our own little handshake. We're going to have our own songs, our own this. So we're all part of a community. The way that they even made sure that all of their employees were wearing LuLaRoe stuff. I mean, that is very much, we're going to have our own uniform. Mm Um, it showed the great things about it because frankly, you know, once you graduate from college, it's hard to meet people and if you, it's super hard. And if you move, it's like, wait a moment, no one wants to talk to me anymore. Wait, what happened? Mm-hmm. Not unless it's like through your kids and whatnot. And I say that to say like network marketing is a way to have adult conversation and relationships and camaraderie. And it's a fantastic place, but there's also a dark side to that. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, for sure. And I, and I don't like, they always say they, network marketing companies, they prey on young moms, stay at home moms. But like you said, if you're at home and you're just with these little tiny people all day and you know, you're, you're frustrated and you're like, wow, I, this is like a groundhog day experience. Like we're living every day over and over again, the same thing is going on. You, of course you crave, you know, adult conversation, like you said, yeah. and, or even like moving and, you know, you just, you crave getting, you crave the the relationships in the community that you find. And so it, it is funny. Cause you're right. They do say a cult and I, like, I get what they mean, but it also is like, but I just don't feel like it's like that. I don't know. Like maybe that's We're not drinking Kool-Aid with cyanide no. in it. People relax. Um, yeah. But you know, and I also take a little bit of offense to that. Not offense. I'm not offended by anything they said in there, but, but I, I disagree with the, oh, it's, it's the stay-at-home working mom, which is what they, what the stay-at-home mom, which is what they said. But I think what they're missing is it's more than that because if you look at network marketing companies, there's so many women who, yes, they are the they are the stay-at-home mom, or it's the mom who, her kids are out of school and she's like, what am I doing with my life right now? Or she's working and she hates it, 
And so I think what we have to realize is that the reason that network marketing is interesting is because it gives women an opportunity to have something that's their own. Mm -hmm. If you've been working, if you've been working in nine to five and you feel like you're not being heard or you're not, you're not moving up as much as you want, or you're starting to doubt that you have those abilities, network marketing is a great place to get your groove back, Stella. And so, and, and, and so I think that that it, it is attractive to women in general, but we forget like men were all over network marketing as well too. They just don't do the leggings type of business, <laughs> right. right? They do like Primerica and like insurance, but they're there. So one thing that was said, I actually had a friend point this out to me. She's like, the one thing that they said was like corporate America, you know, like you don't get shunned if you leave corporate America jobs. But my one friend was like, it's happened to me multiple times. Like it does happen. My dad's in a corporate job. It's happened to him, you know, like, so it's funny that, you know, it's happening to women and men, but I guess the majority of us are women. So that's probably why we get lumped into that. But it is funny how it's like corporate America isn't like the. Pollyanna, like, oh, no, it's not. That's why I got out of it. So you're you're totally right. And it is cutthroat. I mean, even when I did radio, we had layoffs every six months. If you Mm -hmm. weren't ranked, you were out and they would just come and you were gone. And do you think anyone would talk to you at that, at the radio station after you're gone? No, you were pariah in a different way, but truly that was like, you didn't talk to someone who left, who, who was fired. That's not what you do. Um, but you would talk to someone who maybe moved on. And that's the difference I think with network marketing. Cause if mm. somebody decides they want to move to another company, it was like, do not talk to them. And that is a problem. And it's really a lack mindset because at the end of the day, there's enough to go around. Mm-hmm. There's enough to go around, but when you shun people for leaving, for deciding that for their family and for their life, they need something else. Then what you're saying is you never cared about them to begin with. All And that's where I think it becomes icky when it comes to network marketing, because it's like, oh, we all love each other and we are, we bond and it's fantastic. And then I leave and you're like, oh no, you can't leave. You've got to get money from, you have to, because remember they're making money off of you. So then Mm -hmm. it's like, wait, so now that you're not making money off of me, you don't like me anymore. Did you ever like me at all? Yeah. Ugh. This makes me feel yucky. <laughs> but everything has an ugly belly because we wouldn't have a pretty belly if we didn't have an ugly belly, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. And so we're out there trying to change this, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So why do you think it is important for us as direct sellers and network marketers to watch this? Because I have heard of some people who are like, I'm just not going to watch it. And at first I was like, eh, I probably won't watch it. But then you were like, you have to watch it. So I was like, okay, I will, Roxanne. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Tiffany. Um, for a couple of reasons. First thing is, everybody else is watching it and you can't be the ones like, no, I'm not going to watch that. It doesn't exist. It does exist. It's out there. Amazon prime. Amazon is like one of the biggest, if you think about it, um, search engines out there, right? Yep. So it's not like they're going to be like, oh, no one watched it. It's not a clickbait thing that if you don't watch it, no one else is going to see it. They're the big papers and newspapers and TV stations are doing things on it. There was a commercial for Amazon Prime's Lula Rich on mainstream TV. Okay, so like it's out there. Yes. It's out there. <laughs> so when somebody comes to you and says, Tiffany, what did you think about it? And if you say, I didn't watch it, what you're basically saying is, I am, <laughs> I can't handle it, which is that's embarrassing. <laughs> but also they're saying they want your opinion. So they value you enough to have a discussion with you about it. And if you're like, I didn't watch it then all they have to go on is whatever they've watched or read themselves. Mm -hmm. 
and it may not be the most positive thing. And you, and they're giving you a chance to, to give them the narrative. Mm-hmm. That's true. Cause the narrative they're seeing is the one that <laughs> they're, they're saying on the, on the documentary, which, whoa, I mean, it's a lot to take in. And so you might as well be sitting in those chairs, giving that interview because <laughs> that's like, uh, we're condoning it. If we, yes, if we if are we, like, we're rising above, we're not watching it. Then you're condoning yeah, I'm gonna rise it. above and you're condoning it. It's yeah. just the, and the other thing is like, you have an opportunity to say to people, yes, I watched it. Um, there were some things in there that were pretty alarming. Um, but here's my experience with network marketing. All I know is my experience and this is my experience. And this is why I've been doing it for X amount of time. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a really good concept in other areas, because I know a lot of times in our company, we, we talk about like, okay, when you, if, if somebody asks you, you know, what do you think of this company's product? That's similar to yours. And they, we always try to say, don't, don't compare another company's product because you don't know it. You know, you can say, I can't speak to that product, but I know that this product, our product has X, Y, Z. So you can say that with this too. Like I, I can't speak to every direct sales company, but mine, I love it because of these reasons. And I feel like it's different because of these reasons. And, you know, you can kind of, like you said, change the narrative. I think you also recognize and say that some, to the fact that there are good and bad people everywhere. Yes. And every, every, everywhere. So you're going to have all of it, but yes. I, you know, my experience, I've been, I'm working with great people and, you know, love the product and yada, yada. I mean, mm-hmm. even in the documentary, there were great retailers in there and you saw retailers who my hearts were breaking for actually all of them but even like some of them that were complaining I'm like I don't know about your complaint like Mm. honestly I was like yeah I think you got on the bandwagon and good for you and you got out that's fine but I'm not really convinced that your story is as compelling and then you know and I mean that in the nicest way I'm not trying to disparage but you know I was like okay because listen, we all go into network marketing. We're all going to have a different experience and we all have different expectations. And, um, we have to remember that. That's why I think we shouldn't sit there and say, Hey, you're going to retire your husband or you're going to pay off all your student loans. Like all of that jargon. And, and, and is first of all, we don't know why people, if we don't know why people want to join us in the first place. So stop talking about all this money they're going to make that they probably not. If you look at the numbers, that is not the, the average money that a network marketer makes is nowhere near 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the truth of it. And that's okay. We assume that you have to make five figures, six figures to be successful and to consider that success. And that's really not the case. Most people are happy if they can make three, $400 and have something, have a little more fun money in them. Mm-hmm. And that's a good, so we need to normalize that and not talk about all of these, she shot to the top stories. Okay, but how many people in your company did that? And good on her, we're happy for her, but let's talk about the people who are like, I made an extra $300 and I'm pretty excited about that because now I can you know, pay my car payment or now I cannot worry about my gym membership and all the, well, I guess you wouldn't get Lululemon if you're in LuLaRoe, but all the other, <laughs> like all the clothes, you know, whatever it is, I mean, let's, And if we do less talking and more listening, we would really know what people are interested in. Because when you're talking to someone about network marketing, joining, 
ask them, what is it you want to get out of it? Like really, before you talk about all the money they can make, because they might be like, I just need some adult conversation. Yes. Yes. I love that because you're right. Like that's, that is where, you know, you start seeing, okay, I love doing my direct sales company, my direct sales business, because I'm developing relationships with people outside of my home. And I'm also making enough to cover, you know, my, like you said, car payment or cover my hair appointment, you know, every six weeks or whatever. So it's, it, that can be life-changing too. So I love that we are, yes, we need to normalize that. You're so, you're so right on that. I think also getting out of our, like you get out of your comfort zone, right? And lifetime learning is awesome. And you get to do lifetime learning for a, without having to go to call back to college and, or, or to college and spend how much you get to do some lifetime learning here and have some fun and make some money while you're at it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I do like the, the notion that, you know, and I've, and I've thought about this a lot too, is when I do hear that thrown at me, like, well, 99% of people don't make any money or whatever, but like you said, not everybody's in it to make money. Yeah. And that is not everybody's driving factor. And it's some people might be okay with that. Like, okay, well, I didn't make gobs of money, but I had a lot of fun. I learned something, like you said, I, and that's the thing. My brain is cobwebs these days. And so just to be (laughs) able to like stretch myself and be able to learn new, learn new skills and learn new, like business skills and intrapersonal skills. Like how, and how incredibly valuable is it to learn to talk to another person? Like, like kids these days, like they grow up not knowing how to talk to people. And like, this is a great way to do that. I mean, obviously they shouldn't wait till they're an adult and join a network marketing company, but But if you do wait, we're here for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's right. They'll learn, they'll get thrown in, they'll learn how to do it. And so it's, it's just such a, I don't know. There's so much value outside of money in doing direct sales and you can't quantify that. And so I think oh, people, yeah. they don't, they don't see that on paper on this, in the statistics. <laughs> so. Right. When you're, when your partner's like, how much did you make and how many hours did you work? Then you feel kind of weird. Right. But, and you're like, Oh, but I do also think if we normalize that. And if we, as if we teach network marketers, when they come in the business of network marketing of, okay, listen, keep track of how much you're spending on a monthly basis and how much you're making. One of my biggest pet peeves and uplines, I beg of you, please stop doing this. If you have someone who's joined network marketing, who is not making enough sales to be making a certain, you know, everyone has that like minimum to be maximum, you know, maximize your, um, your commission, stop encouraging them to, I'm going to put in quotes, fill their bucket or to buy product because you are actually putting them in a negative. I don't want to say debt because that's not fair, but you're putting them in the negative. So when they look at, at the end of the year, cause that's when it happens. You have that sobering moment when you're doing your taxes and you realize you spent more in your network marketing company than you made. Do you understand that if someone could say, okay, wait a moment, I didn't, I didn't hit, I didn't fill my bucket that month. So I did make a little bit of commission. And my upline actually encouraged me not to, which means she's looking out for me and not making sure she hits certain numbers. They're going to stay in network marketing a lot longer. They're going to trust you more. And it's going to be a situation where they're not, they may not be making like buku dollars, but they're not losing money out of it as well too. 
I love that you said that because I do that all the time. I, I really try to just like, Oh, like do what you want, but I really don't want you to like spend money that you don't need to spend. If you need the stuff, sure. Get it. Cause that works out great. But if you don't need it, don't buy it. Don't give away. Don't give everything away. I do tell people when they do like giveaways and contest things or whatever, you know, crunch the numbers first, like make sure yes. you're not giving away more than your commission. Yes. To, you know, I don't know. So. And you know, holiday season is the worst for that. That's no. why I do like a, a sell yourself strategy session, because I want people to read the numbers because you are, you're giving away things. And then you're like, Oh, you're t- someone on your team is like, we're doing this. It's a buy-in for this, or we're doing this or give away this. And you're like, okay, okay, okay. And you've given away more than you've made. Yeah. It's simple math, but we don't talk about math and dark marketing. What are some, some bullet point things that we should change as a result of watching? Cause we're all going to watch it, but watching this documentary, watch it. Yes. all four of them, grab your popcorn. If you need wine, you drink wine, grab that too. <laughs> it's going to be okay. My husband even watched it. So Did he? yes, yeah, family you movie night, you know, yeah. <laughs> set everybody down. <laughs> yeah. And he probably recognized some things, didn't he? Yeah. It's, it's, yes. it's funny when the one, you know, when it's, when someone that's not really is like, Oh, that's familiar. I mean, did you, I'll answer your question in a second. Forgive me. But the things that popped out to me, like, Oh yeah, I remember Mario Lopez making the rounds and all these network marketing. <laughs> He's on the circuit, right? Kelly Clarkson was on the circuit as well too, for a while before she did the voice in her show. So, and it's just funny to me because yeah. We all got to make money. That. I mean, even Mario Lopez yeah. and Kelly Clarkson, right? Listen, I'm not mad at them. No. We're their demographic. And right. it's like, sure, I'll come do it. I mean, I'm like, you're going to bring out Megan Trainer yet next? <laughs> but to answer your question, things do. So those words that seemed really odd when you watched them inside of Lula Rich, but you use on a regular basis, let's not. Mm. Let's not use those words. Let's not use those phrases. One thing I thought was really interesting about Lula Rich is when they broke down the whole concept of retiring your husband in a way that I never even thought of. First of all, I, yeah, I know some husbands don't want to be retired. That's true. Um, but they even kind of talked about the dynamic when the wife is making more money than the husband and what that does to, and I thought that was interesting. I've got no opinion about that was interesting, but then also the, if you retire your husband, then you're totally, um, dependent on the company. That was also interesting. I've never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. Interesting conversation. But I think things like opportunity. Okay. Yes, we know it's an opportunity, but so is like an opportunity. You have an opportunity to go buy a drink at the store. So like, we got to take those words out of it because they're not work. They sound weird. Let's mm-hmm. use business terminology and normal terminology and take it out. Okay. The, it's all the raw, raw we got to, we got to do away with, I think like not all the raw, raw, but the raw, raw, that's just like that people could consider is off. Yes. <laughs> um, I also think that what we need to do is, is, you know, if as someone watching that, my thought first, like I said, is take away some of that, those, the ridiculous words and phrases that we love to use as network marketers, but we didn't even understand until we join network marketing. So, you know, them sisterhood, um, right? Yeah. Sisterhood. sisterhood, sisterhood. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with the concept of sisterhood until you use it in the, in that way. And then it just seems really strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sisterhood. I love that. Um, the other thing I think is important is to be real about what the possibility what, what, what is actually going to happen? Yes. The person you recruit, maybe the, 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 I hate to call her golden goose, the magical unicorn, 
Um, but realistically, talk about your experience. Don't sugarcoat it. Let's be clear on it being hard. I mean, I feel like after watching Lula Rich that a lot of these women didn't know how hard it is to sling leggings. Like, and the image, I don't think that was ever told to them. I really don't. So like, let's be clear. Yeah, there's good days, but there's bad days too. Yes, sometimes there's more bad days and people will say no. And that like sucks, but we can, but you work through that. Like, let's be honest. Let's give people an opportunity to not try and show them how to like get rich quick, but how to create a business that they're proud of that really is about them. Because let's remember the reason that people are buying from one LuLaRoe person or one lemongrass person or one Rodan and Fields person and in, instead of another is not because of the product. The product is the same. It's because of your personality. And the second we start to be lemmings and try and be like everybody else, then we're taking away that one thing that makes people go, you know what? I'm going to buy from Tiffany instead of buying from any other rep or distributor or any other product like hers between where I work, worship, work out and home. Mm-hmm. And so I think we lean into that and realize that that's it. And I think we just, I think the other thing is we have to trust our gut. If it seems weird, if it seems odd. If it's not like, if it's not normal to us, then don't do it. I'm not saying don't stress, don't stretch yourself, excuse me, but there's a difference between stretching yourself and doing something that just doesn't feel right. I get that. Yeah. I also think that, um, we have to realize that what LuLaRoe had going on was great. Yeah. Like seriously, it was, you had people who were willing to spend 5,000 to $10,000 and want, and then would wait six to eight weeks. Yeah. You had people selling breast milk. What? (laughs) What? That was a little like, okay. Yikes. If you're, Ooh, but we all know that we've heard parallel conversations, you know? And so I've never heard the breast milk. I've never heard the breast milk thing, but I have heard sell things on marketplace, which is not a bad idea, mm-hmm. you know, and cause it, I get what they're saying. Like, don't go into debt to do this, but it, it is kind of like, I can see why it's they shocking. like, they like magnified that conversation. Oh, well, and Manissa told me, she told me, um, she said she knows multiple people. She knows many people who sold breast milk. Tea. <sighs> so it wasn't just like one story. Now, listen, I'm not, again, no judgment. I'm just saying, wow, you really, really want it. to me. If I'm giving up my breast milk, I really want it. So I'm just saying <laughs> like, so that's amazing, which tells you that the, there was something fantastic going on there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we have to remember that, that, <laughs> that experience, but there's, there's something wonderful and fantastic about network marketing, obviously. Yeah. If you, and, and so that's a great thing. Uh, we just can't abuse it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring up breast milk, but the other <laughs> thing is this, like, we also have to remember that when things get rough, let's not be the last person on the Titanic. Mm. It is okay. Sometimes I think in network marketing, we're like, oh, you're being negative. You're being negative. Oh, don't be negative. No, no. This is real. Like the emperor really is not wearing clothes. We should probably recognize that. And so I think a lesson learned for us as well, too, is like, I'm not saying that anyone else's network marketing company is going to have that situation, but I am going to say that we are all LuLaRoe. We are all LuLaRoe mm-hmm. in some way or some form. 
And so, and I think LuLaRoe's biggest problem, well, the values obviously of their founders, but also they grew too, too big, too fast. And they did that at the expense of quality and of nurturing their, their, um, their real retailers. And realistically, how many network marketing companies do we know that have had issues with, oh, our technology is way behind or all these things. It's, it's similar. They're just not, it's not to that extent. Right. So we just have to remember that, um, it's a cautionary tale that we could all, it, we're just all one step away. I don't mean to be negative, but yes, I do. We, I mean, to be real, <laughs> yeah, it's not negative, but we're all one step away from Lou rich. We're all one step away from it. And so my encouragement is it's okay. I know you've been talking about your network marketing company forever, and you feel like it's attached or tattooed to you. But if for some reason it starts to feel wrong, it is okay to walk away. You don't have to be the ride or die. Like that woman is like, I'm going to be with LuLaRoe as long as I can be with LuLaRoe. Good on her. And I, and I, and if you're a LuLaRoe retailer, I like support you and applaud you. And I know that this is an, a weird time for you, Yeah. Um, but it's going to be okay. I promise. This has been so great. And I feel like, you know, someone listening might be like, wow, you know, we're being really harsh on network marketing and direct sales companies. So what's some encouragement or advice that you'd have for those listening who are like, is it all doom and gloom? Are we just doomed to, you know, yeah, <laughs> no. outcast of society forever? <laughs> well, maybe no, listen, um, people are always no. going to hate MLMs. Yes. You know, it is going to hate. Yeah. That's the song, right? Yep. Listen, people are always going to hate MLMs. And the reason they're going to hate them is because they didn't get what they wanted out of them. That's really what it comes down to. And sometimes when people don't get what they want, they want to scream and shout. Um, you know, you mentioned cancer culture earlier, and I think it's funny because this is something that will never be canceled. Try and get us down. We will not go away. <laughs> like the guy said, I thought this was, this is so true, but he said, you know, when companies, the, the expert, the guy, the network marketing uh -huh. expert yeah, or whatever yeah, he was yeah. called the compensation yeah. plan expert. And he's like, yeah. you know, these companies close down and then they just diffuse into other companies. I'm like, yes. <laughs> It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. And so I, here's the thing. I, we're not going to go away. Don't yes. You're going to have people go, are you a pyramid scheme? Are you this? Are you that? And, and, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, I think, listen, if you love it, keep going. I love direct sales. Uh, the, they're amazing people in network marketing. It's a fantastic place to be. Just make sure that you're doing it with integrity. Just make sure that you are being you and you're not feeling like you're, you're being a lemming. Um, but the, the, we're going nowhere. There, there's, that's not even great grammar, but that's all right. Um, <laughs> network marketing is going to keep growing and growing, and especially in this gig economy that we've been in in the last five years where people are doing things outside of the nine to five. Yes, network marketing is a great place to learn those skills or to rock it. And so I wouldn't worry about that. And I, and I want you to have that confidence because I feel like if you do, then you won't have the chip on your shoulder when someone asks you, is it a pyramid scheme? Is it like Lula Rich? Is it like all that? No, it's not. It's not. And I think that right now, and this is something Manissa said too, and I agree with her is now people are watching, like we are, they're really spotlight on network marketing. Here we are. And so be your best self. This is a great time to not send messages like the message I got yesterday and a great time to be your best self and show the goodness because people are watching and they are so interested. So do your thing, keep going, um, and enjoy it. And by golly, have fun. Yes. This is not the time to be ashamed of what we do. 
need to, you know, be positive and show everybody, show the world how you can run a direct sales and network marketing business the correct way. And yes, with lots of integrity, like you said, and that's what we're both all about. So (laughs) I appreciate you chatting with me today about all of this crazy stuff surrounding this very insightful documentary called Lula Rich. And I told my group, I said, you guys are going to be sick of hearing about Lula Rich, but I really think it's an important conversation that we all need to have and just have it. And then, you know, a podcast form is great because they can refer back to it and all that. But, um, you know, if, if the conversation comes up in the future with future people who might be joining their team or whatnot. So I really appreciate all of your wisdom and just your truth. Like it was just true and real and authentic things you had to say today. You know, we're not skirting around it. We're not trying to like, Oh, you know, cover up, you know, there, there are really negative things about our industry, but there's way more positive. And I just, I love that way more positive. It's way much. It's so much better than being a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) I really encourage everybody to go follow Roxanne. So how can they find you on Instagram and all the things I'm Rocks Talks, R-O-X-T-A-L-K-S on Instagram. And from there, you can find me pretty much everywhere. Yes. So easy to remember. And I know that I'll be sending lots of friends over to be following you because you give great actionable tips on how to be better on Instagram. So I love that so much. You're such a great person to follow. And thank you so much for our chat today. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as well, too. Thank you so much, Tiffany. This is great. And I love what you're doing to just help the network marketing industry. Thank you. I love it, too. It is one of the biggest blessings of my life. I love it so much. I'd love to keep the conversation going, and I'd love to get to know you better. Join our free community group, the Directly Different Collaborative, over on Facebook. There, you will find like-minded friends from the direct sales industry, and you'll be able to ask questions and get feedback on the things you need help with. You'll find a link to the group in the show notes. One more thing. If you know of a person in the direct sales industry that you look up to and admire, and you've always wanted to just ask them all the questions, I would love to chat with them. Shoot me an email with their name at directlydifferent at gmail.com, and they could be a future guest on the podcast. Thanks, guys.